wellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. You're listening to A Quirky Journey, the healthy family podcast with your hosts, Joe Witten and Fuad Kassab. Hey everyone, welcome to part two of Helping Teens to Eat Well. Fuad and I are having a good old chat about what we think really helps our kids to eat well. And um, as you know, my kids are older, his are younger, so it's a great overview for those of you who are trying to teach your kids to eat well and maybe finding it a little bit difficult, as we all do at times. Um, Fuad and I have some great stories and tips and just things that we feel will really help you out along the way. Um, so listen in, have a good laugh. There's always the usual craziness with Fuad and I. <laughs> um, before we get started, I just want to let you know that if you live in far north Queensland, um, you are in luck because there is a new quirky seminar coming. Um, so Elise Comerford, uh, my good friend who's a nutritionist and GAPS practitioner, and you've heard her speak many times on this podcast her and I are starting up a few seminars that are called Nourishing Your Family. And we'll be talking about um, just all the simple things that we've learned along the way um, as we've worked through healing our families. Um, you know, it's, it's a struggle. It's a difficult thing in, these, in this day and age um, to keep your family healthy and well and eating well. And we know that you need practical help. And so that's what we're going to be doing in these seminars, um, sharing the like a blueprint that we've created from our real life experiences in our own families that will really help to take you through each step from building the foundations of good health and happiness and delving further into gut health and how it relates to the health of our whole system um, it's not a GAPS focused seminar. It's just a general whole foods and health and healthy lifestyle and gut health kind of seminar. Um, but we do talk about what you can do if you're suffering from acute or chronic health issues in your family. Um, we combine that with practical nutrition guidelines, food preparation tips, cooking demonstrations, um, ways to help reduce the food stress. It's a really information packed seminar. It goes for three hours um, and we really want to help people who are going through major health issues in their families and people that just need some encouragement to um, to move forward with their health in their family because we know how stuck you can get and how stressful it can get because we've been there. Um, so we really want to help you reduce the stress in key areas so that you've got space for change in your home um, and in your lives. And just really focusing on what's important, working out the first steps, encouraging your family to be on board with a healthy diet, working out how to move forward when you're struggling with um, major health conditions, um, and just simple traditional healing foods that you can make simply and cheaply. We're going to be talking about nourishing lunch boxes and snack ideas. Um, we're going to actually demonstrate um, some great lunchbox fillers as well as simple fermented foods um, a special lunchbox snack that my mum made for me when I was a little kid that I've never seen in Australia except for when my mum makes it <laughs> um, so that's a, a new recipe that you guys won't have seen before probably um, we're going to demonstrate 
Elise's amazing chicken and bacon pate. Oh, so good. And seed crackers. Um, every recipe in this demonstration and in the tastings at the um, seminar are gluten-free, grain-free, egg-free and nut-free. And most of them are dairy-free. There's two, there's one that contains cheese and one that contains ghee. Um, but all the rest are dairy free and we can do um, alternatives if you can't have dairy. So if you're interested in coming along to this amazing seminar, we're so excited to share with you. Um, you, you can go onto the events page on Quirky Cooking and you'll find the details there. So far we've booked in Townsville, Cairns and Atherton. Um, and once those are done, we'll book in some more down south, probably around Byron Bay, Brisbane. Um, because that's Elisa's area. And um, yeah, we'd love to really get these seminars out there because we just, we get the same sorts of questions, both Elise and I, we get the, the questions from mostly mums who are really struggling to just know what step to take next. It's just so overwhelming when your kids are unwell or you're just trying to improve their health of the family and um, coming up against opposition. Um, and it's it's something that we are really passionate about because we've been there. Um, and I think, you know, you can go to a seminar or do a course um, from an expert who's, you know, learnt all this stuff at uni. They know, they know nutrition. They know the theory. But unless they've been through it in their own family and they've been through the terrible lows and they've struggled through and come out the other side, they don't quite understand. And it's like my, my boys often say to me, mum, we're, we're kind of glad that you've been through anxiety and food intolerances and all these things because you understand us and, um, you know, you don't just brush it off. You, you walk through it with us. And that's what we want to do for you guys. Um, we want to walk through it with you. So we have lots of um, ideas and ways to support you. And you'll also receive a really informative email after the class full of help and notes and recipes and useful links, the kinds of, um, the kind of information that we are asked really, really often in emails. And we have put, we're putting together an email to try and cover all that because obviously you can't learn everything in three hours. <laughs> um, so these will give you some further um, study, I guess you could say, and some further information to go on with and recipes to try at home. So if you'd like to come, pop over to the events page on Quirky Cooking and have a look. Um, the cost is $60 for three hours and there's tastings and door prizes and it's going to be a lot of fun and we'd love to come and have a chat to you if you want to um, meet up there and bring your life-changing food book to sign if you've got one that's great um, and there'll be books for sale there as well okay so we'll get on with the podcast thanks so much for listening enjoy this crazy podcast um, fufu is back and we're having fun hey fufu jojo hello hello how's it going Loud. <laughs> yeah, you're very loud. Oh, my ears. I'm sorry. That's okay. So we try to sing again. Hello, okay. Jojo. How's Hello. Good. How are you? Great. I'm doing well. Thank That's you good. so much for asking. Are you over your cough and your cold? I am. I think 
that was there was a lot of coughs and colds going on. It's usually here. the other way around. It's I think, therefore I am. It's not I am. I think. <laughs> you got the, you I don't got... think my brain's quite over it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. But um, yes, it's it's good now. And I was up and about today. We had chili bowls with homemade grain-free wraps for dinner. A beautiful recipe that you should totally try. Those wraps are amazing, honestly. Which wraps? Your wraps from my, my wraps. Ah, okay. And what are you putting in it? Um, we made burritos out of the chili bowl recipe. Oh, I get it now. Yeah. Sorry. So we did okay. chili and the, uh, you know, tomato and lettuce and sour cream and sauerkraut and yes. homemade jalapeno pickles and olives. Yes. It was very good. I didn't actually manage to close it, but that's okay. I ate it with a knife and fork. <laughs> oh, I'm working on a new recipe for that bread. To sort of oh, turn it around wait. as well. Yeah, let's we'll see. Because almonds are in a bit of a shortage these days. Everyone's milking them. So they, they're hard <laughs> to come by. <laughs> <laughs> they don't grind them up so much anymore now they're milking no, them. Hey? No, that's right. Yeah. It's, uh, that's all right. It's good. <laughs> Activated <Well>. almond milk. <laughs> yes. I have, to, I have to tell you something very exciting. What? Guess what I bought today. Hundred oh, percent, the kitchen appliance of some sort. Well, it's a kitchen something. The kitchen something. Okay, let me guess. I'm okay. gonna ask you. You say yes or no, and I'll All I'll right. come down to it. Okay. Okay. Is it red? No. <laughs> oh, okay. Good. I know, I know, I know you like. It. I do like. <laughs> that red. wasn't gonna, that wasn't gonna be my question. But I just thought I'd ask just for fun. Nineteen left okay. to go. Wait, wait. <laughs> oh, I've got twenty questions to ask. That's okay. right. Hold on. Is it for um, cooking with? Yes. Does it, do you apply heat to it? Yes. Is it heavy? Yes. Does it have a lid? Mm, kind of. I guess you could say yes, kind of. Mm. Mm. Doesn't, kind of has a lid, but I don't know. It's difficult oh, to okay. explain. Okay. Well, if I, that's a bit of a spanner. Okay. Um, okay. So, uh, do you use it? Is it large? Actually? Mm, no. It's not, not large? Not really. Okay. Is it Australian made? No. Okay. That rules sadly. out solid, solid techniques. No, thing. sadly. Okay. <laughs> Is it a Le Creuset brand? No. Because I know you love it. Okay, no. I do love it. Um, is it a pressure cooker? No. Nope. Okay. Mm. Mm, num, num, num. That's funny. Okay. Is it, is, <laughs> does it go on the gas stove? Yeah. It goes on the stove. Good. Mm-hmm. Is it, you've got plenty of skillets. You've got plenty of pots. I do. You've got... Uh, so anything you bought, it must be some kind of indulgence. I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, okay, was that a question? Uh, is, is it, it an, an indulgence? indulgence? Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Got okay. nine left. <laughs> uh, really, you can't even. Okay, do you, does it, do you cook meat in it? 
No. Okay. Is it for desserts? Yes. Ish. Okay. Sometimes. Okay, so it could be. It can be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say. Uh, sometimes for desserts. Mm-hmm. Does it have several pieces to it? No. One piece. Yeah. <gasps> it's like a Jaffa maker or something. Let me think. You have to make it a yes or no question. Does it take batter? Yes. Ooh, five left. Five left. <laughs> is it like a Jaffa maker? Is something similar to that? Do you mean? Can I say yes? It is like it. <laughs> <clears throat> you know, like those. You know those things. What are they called? Those things like pancakes. That are are they called Jaffles? What are they? They call those things. <laughs> I'm, allowed, I'm only allowed to say it. yes or no. Uh, I don't know the name of it, Joe. Help me out. That thing that you, you forgot put the, the English thing word, in huh? You press the thing over it, and then you get a thing at the end of it. What's it called? Yes. Is it a jaffle? Jaffle? Is that what they call jaffle? No. No, okay, not called. But you know those the waffles? Is it a waffle? Yes. Maker? It's a waffle maker. Yes. Yes. And guess what? It's um, cast iron, and you use it on your stovetop. How cool no is that? The whole thing is cast iron. Do you heat it up first and then yes. you put the so when you first you get can't... it, you season it like oh. a solid Technics pan, you know, like that. You're and right. then the, then you put, so it's hinged and it opens up and you put one side on one burner and one side on the other burner and oh. you, you let it heat. Okay. And then you put, when it's nice and hot, you put a bit of butter on both sides yes. and then you pour your batter in on one side, obviously oh. on both sides, and then you close it. And you clip it shut and you tip it over and you just cook it on both sides on your stovetop. How cool is that? And like it doesn't <laughs> spill? It doesn't spill? No, it all seals and it's nearly a cup full of batter at a time. And what? the reason I got it is because my dad came over and he's like, I just really want waffles. Where can I find a good waffle iron? And I said, well, I've been thinking the same, but we need a cast iron one. And he goes, I'll leave you to research it. And then, of course, all my work was forgotten. And I yes. researched and researched and researched while my sister worked away in my kitchen. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, and but so you were sick. when I found so you were, you it, were in right. bed. So. No, I was. I was sitting at the table, actually. Yeah. But oh. I, by the time when I found it, I was so excited and we were like reading all the reviews and, I, and then of course I had to buy four of them because all my family want them. <laughs> I think I need them for the quirky shop, don't you think? So, so not five? <laughs> you didn't get five? Well, no, there, there was, well, hopefully my other sister and brother are not listening. Otherwise they would have said, why didn't you get six? So yeah, well, hopefully they well, won't notice that we. Hopefully, none of them will notice, and I get one of them. Or <laughs> <laughs> send me the link. I'll get one. I'll send myself. you the link. I'll send you the link. Ah. Now everybody's probably wondering where I got it. I got it from Oz Pig. So there you go. Oz you know that Pig. They have all the. Um, it's like a. They have all the cast iron camping stuff. Oh. So yeah. Oh. I, would love, I would love to sell them in the quirky store, but. You have to yeah. get them from them. I, I think, well, see, when I said it's from, a, it's not from Australia, the shop is in Australia, but they're made in America. So. Okay. Anyway, that was completely off topic. What are you doing? I'm just thinking it's, this sound, <laughs> it sounds like you're breathing really loud. Oh, uh, sorry. I'll put the microphone next to my mouth. 
I was thinking, why is it called Oz Pig? I was like, oh, is it because of like pig iron? And I was like, what is pig iron? So I Googled it quickly oh. and figured out that pig iron is crude iron. It's the first, first obtained, obtained from a smelting furnace in the form of oblong blocks. So that's probably why it's there called. There you go. Yeah, oh. they have all sorts of cool camping stuff at that shop. Mm. Watch out. Now Fawad's going to go on that website and buy heaps of stuff. This is not a sponsored podcast, by the way. No. <laughs> this no, is just us catching up. <laughs> totally. And, and like, I, I don't think I'm, I'm, I'm going to buy a waffle. Like <laughs> too dangerous, it's, right? It's like it probably I'll end up moving it once. Oh, and then, that's it's, like, it's I don't probably a, it's probably one of those things that um, it's my childhood memories that make me buy it. Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. So if you got Although me a backlever have... maker, that ah, would be now exciting. that would be that would be cool. Yeah, but I have heard of um, a Gaps waffle that is really awesome. That is made with peanut butter and. I don't know. It's a, it's like a nut butter or almond butter and eggs, and it apparently turns out really crispy. So now I've got to find that recipe. What you do here's mm-hmm. what you, do. Okay. you make the um, fat bomb muffin recipe from Life to New Food. Mm. Pour it into the waffle maker. Good idea. Then do it, and then what you do is you get one of those kitchen, um, what's it called? Those kitchen uh, syringes. Mm-hmm. And you may, you get some custard and you inject it into the waffle. <laughs> and then you glaze the top with melted chocolate. I think you need a and waffle so, iron for one. And I think when you do it that way, <laughs> and then you put some crushed hazelnuts on top. And you, you serve it with whipped cream and some, <laughs> or clotted cream. No, no, whipped, yeah, cream. Even whipped, whipped cream okay. and strawberries. But that sounds amazing. you macerate the strawberries. You don't it just you don't just put strawberries like that on a plane. That's just so. You got to give them a bit of flavor. Mm. <laughs> what do you think? Sounds amazing. You, but you know what made me start thinking of waffles was because someone posted a photo of my old. That's wants a waffle. Well, that too. See, I, it was a sign because I was already thinking about them. Because <laughs> someone posted, <laughs> someone posted a photo of um, making my brown rice waffles, which was an old old recipe where you do it like a blender batter so you do the um you blend up the rice and the all the all the ingredients and then you leave it overnight to soak so it's kind of fermented a little is it rice it's just rice mm-hmm. it's a yeah brown it's like rice. an idli is this like this is Ooh. the idli, idli. There you go. So, yeah. and it turns out really light and crispy yeah yeah, yeah. well this podcast is brought to you by waffles <laughs> And we should stop waffling. Okay, we should totally stop waffling. (laughs) I don't think the guys are interested in this conversation. Okay, sorry, guys. Sorry, sorry. But um, I'll put the waffle. What are we talking about? I'll put the link to my recipe in the the show notes. Yes, we're talking about teenagers. And, you know, teenagers do like waffles. (laughs) Yes. What a good segue. <laughs> hey man, everyone likes waffles. It's That's just right. when you're a teenager, you don't you take really the like consequences it. of waffles. That's and right. then when you hit a certain age where you understand what food does to your body, then you start like, ah, ah, should I have this waffle? Right, guys, if you like a waffle, just have a waffle. Have a good one. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Well, see, and this is the interesting thing. People think that when you start eating healthy, 
like all these old favorites go out the window and you have salad and lentils and I don't know. But in our family, we've always found ways to have those fun traditional foods that our families always loved, but you just find Mm. healthier versions. And, And that's one of the biggest secrets of making, of helping your kids not to hate healthy food because you make it fun and you still let them have their favorites, but tweaked to make them healthier. So I think that is a very important point in this conversation about teenagers eating well, don't you? Yes. Here's what you do. Okay. You, you get a score for how you, healthy you think the food is. <laughs> and then you get a score for how stressed you are about this food. <laughs> 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 and if it's super healthy... Uh, but it's sort of stressing you out that you have to eat that way. It's not <laughs> a good food. Uh, yeah. If it's what about unhealthy, if your kids are stressed out though? Yeah. Mm. Well, yeah, I think. The, well, I guess what I'm trying about to tough say love. is you, you gotta you gotta weigh, like you gotta weigh out the the stress that you have around mm, food true. when it comes to like the you know it could be slightly less healthy like you know someone like me. Sugar doesn't do me well at all. It really doesn't. Like I get, man, like I'll wake up the next day with joint pain, you know? Really? Yeah. But honey, for instance, does a far better job. Like I don't get the same thing from honey. But if if I have white sugar is the worst. Like it's totally the worst. Yeah. White sugar with any kind of refined flour is the worst. Mm-hmm. And then from the, from there, like I get honey and almond meal. That's a better alternative for me. Yeah than having it with um, like a refined flour. Mm. Even I find something like, you know, a uh, rice cracker, you know, those yeah. rice cakes. Like these ones I do really well on compared to rice flour because mm. it, it doesn't digest in the same way. Like okay. when, when it's been pre-milled, you know, and then yeah. cooked, it's kind of like the molecules are easier to digest. So they get, get into your bloodstream quicker and your body just gets overwhelmed by them. Right, right. You know. I don't know. I'm I'm waffling on now, but I guess what I'm trying to say is, there's definitely like different versions of the food that you can have yeah. that that you can substitute and make yourself less stressed. But every once in a while, if you're in a situation where you want to have a that dessert or whatever it is, mm. and the stress of not having it, like for instance, it's a family gathering, mm. and if not having it means that you needed to have prepared like a full-on gluten-free cake with made with i don't know um bee pollen and uh um, still the air or something <laughs> yeah <air. laughs> then you know definitely Thank have you. the cake don't don't worry too much you know if you're not that's what i think yeah. yes and then you know like uh, just recover from it over the next couple of days but don't do it constantly <sighs> no you can't that's, you can't overwhelm the, the body and the older I get, the longer it takes me to bounce back. Same. Hmm. What's going on, Joe? I think we're getting I thought old. other people were going to age. I didn't think it was going to happen to me. I know. It's so depressing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> really? I love it. Oh, good. Oh, good. Yes. Oh. Wow. Well, well, getting serious now about this yeah. teenager food thing. Um, yes. I'm interested to know, what are your goals with your kids' health? Like, 
Oh, what gosh, do you I didn't want think them? I was going to be interviewed on this. No, I, okay, you can ask yeah. me the same question, but okay, it's okay. just like we need to, I think parents need to think, okay, so what are my goals with my kids' health? I can't just. Um, all right, I'll be totally honest with over, you on right? this. Yeah, yeah. because like, mm-hmm. I can give you a sort of like an answer that is sort of, okay. you know, philosophical. I can give you really like what I really feel. I'll tell you what. Um, Sarah, the eldest, has yeah. zero health problems. She's just completely able to eat any food her body works like a well-oiled machine it's amazing you know she's mm. just fu- fully healthy yeah and sophie has had problems since birth with her health mm-hmm. lots of food allergies and she's getting stronger and more resilient as time goes by That's my cool. goals for her is that she is able to eat a less restrictive diet as she grows older yeah so that's one of my goals um and in that, you know, I, I want her to be able to eat eggs and mm-hmm. say butter and yeah. uh, maybe not maybe butter and cream. Doesn't I'm not worried about milk, for mm-hmm. instance. But if she can have butter and eggs, yeah, makes a difference. It, it makes a big difference. Mm. Um, gluten, I don't care about. I don't care about them ever needing to eat gluten. Sarah eats it every once in a while at a party. Mm-hmm. I see the the effect it has on her straight away in that she starts overeating. Huh. Um, so whenever she eats anything she also gets obsessive when there's gluten and she starts eating it she's like I want to try everything you know and I'm not sure whether it's the gluten or the deprivation from this kind of food <laughs> that sort of makes her do it but yeah. it, it kind of does have an impact on her psychology hmm. which I hope that you know as she grows up she can for her if she decides to eat gluten based foods that she chooses like things like sourdough yeah. Or things that are biodynamic, you know, wheat like that's not been sprayed with pesticides and herbicides and, you know, doesn't end up at Macca's. <laughs> Just, you know, I don't want that for her. Yeah. Um, so I want her to understand, both of them, to understand the impact that food has on the environment, the food has on their body. But I also want them to have a, a healthy relationship with them. I don't want them yeah. to feel like food's the enemy yeah. and and they need to be stressing out about it. And what I, how I hope to achieve that is by instilling natural habits for them. So habits that become natural over time that they, having grown up in the environment that they grow up, they naturally gravitate to the good stuff. Yeah. That's my goal for them. Like that's I don't want to be, be preachy and educational. No, that's perfect. That's exactly right. Like, um, you want them to be able to have a wide variety of foods and you want them to have a healthy relationship with food so that they're not growing up thinking um, food is the enemy or, you know, some foods are evil or something like that. You want them to have, um, you know, when you look at traditional societies, like I've been working a lot with the younger people from Elko Island recently and, you know, they grew up, at least a couple of generations ago, they grew up with the idea that food is from nature and it is beautiful and all of it is good, which was great when they were eating a traditional diet because everything was good. I mean, there was things that they had to prepare a certain way so that they didn't, um, you know, the, like the cycad nuts and they have to soak them and things like that. Mm. But once they knew how to prepare them, you know, they could eat it. So there was food and there was things that were not food 
but there wasn't yes. good food and bad food. It was either food or yes. not food. Yeah, <laughs> and, either worked or it didn't. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and yeah. Um, that was great until the Western food came in and then they thought it was still the case that all food is good. And so suddenly, why is food making us sick? Yeah, um, so, and so they, I, it displaced the white sugar and the white flour and the yeah. the basically the preserved foods, the dead foods replaced or displaced their natural food, which was yeah. harmonious to their environment. That's right. And I guess I really want to teach my children that traditional foods are all good. The actual foods, you know, there's not something wrong with them. Um, it's what we either what we've done to them or we've brought in things that are not actually food. So helping them to understand what is food and what is a natural food. Yeah, um, and even that for someone, people like you and me, it's like I'm still exploring what yeah, food definitely. is. Like, definitely. I still haven't come to a real answer to it. Yeah, like, uh, you always know, learning. <laughs> yeah, as, as time has gone by, for me, I've come to really appreciate uh, like the vital force in food. So mm-hmm. understanding, like, you know, fresh coconut milk versus canned coconut milk. Well, yes. why is this one better than that one? Why? Yes. You know, if it comes down to calories and vitamins and all that kind of stuff, why is the fresh stuff better? And, you know, this is the, the cycle of the life force. Like, we, you know, we mm. living things should be eating living things. That's right. And, and we, you know, we don't see us punching on a rock or any, <laughs> uh, or any yeah, animal doing yeah. that. Like, that's the life cycle is with the bacteria and the plants and the fungi and all that. As it goes up, the life uh, the, the food chain, the herbivores are eating the herbs and the omnivores and the carnivores are eating, you know, the things that are, I wouldn't say below them in the food chain, but adjacent to them in the mm. food chain. And um, this is the cycle, you know. Yes. And, and But this vital force is so important to consider as well. And, you know, so now, like I had like a coconut, a green curry with coconut. Uh, mm. And I had this I am canned coconut, you know. Yeah. And, Part of me is thinking, like, like I really wonder, is this stuff good for me or not? Yeah, like, I know. I know. <laughs> people say, oh, you know, coconut is such a great food. It's got all these really fantastic fatty acids in them and good for your brain, you need to change triglycerides, activate the brain. Yes, but, like, I don't know, like, what the preservation process has done to it, the, the pasteurization, mm. what's that done to it? Mm. And that's why, like, that's one of the things I want to teach them is the the vital aspect of the food, and and but also the balance of you do the best you can, and then there comes a time, some days and some instances where you just have to take the less, the next best, because <laughs> you, you know sometimes you do have to have the tinned coconut milk or whatever. Um, Look, you know, we're settling for next about. best. All the time, anyway. Yeah, because we don't have perfect food, do we? Yeah, like the best food is wild, unadulterated Mm. food. You know, like that's the best water is that. We just, by default, our society has already compromised on the quality of nutrition that we get. Yeah, and and the from that also the loss of the biodiversity of our food. Mm. True. We're just eating the same foods over and over again. Yeah, and that's because yeah. Yeah, mm. that's right. Because we've just bred the foods that go into the supermarket. Yeah, right. But I guess what I'm trying to say is finding the balance between um, 
getting the best food you can and not stressing out too much, like you were saying earlier. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> think, yeah, well, that's, that's the thing. Yeah. You have to accept that this is where you're yeah. where we're at, you know, as a culture. Yeah. And, you know, if you can make better choices, if you, you know, mm. a farmer who's growing things better, if you, like, you start creating these relationships and you start yeah. going, you know, making the better selections when yeah, you can. Yeah, as you find them. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and taking joy in that, yeah. you know, as well. And it's that's, very that's exciting when you do find someone that sells amazing free-range chicken or whatever, you know, it's like... Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, you get this kind of two-liter thing of Jersey cream. Cream, right? like yeah. <laughs> I'm having some right now cannabis. in my cuppa. <laughs> Come on, man. Like, this is one... Like, that's a joy. Compare that it is. to... You know, the, you know, what's called pure cream that we get here, you yeah. know, from Woolworths. And yeah. Like the difference, you know, yes. it's a big, big difference. It is. Um, one of the main things that I really am trying to teach my kids is to take responsibility for their own health so that as they get older, um, they're making the choice, like especially by the time they're my kid's age, but, you know, even once they're teenagers, they're starting to learn to make those choices for themselves yeah um and i know that's something you grow into and and like damien said in the last podcast you can teach them all that then they go away and leave home and they falter for a little bit and that's usual and then they come into it again usually if you've taught them well um because they do know <laughs> they do know because you've taught them what is good and um they may sort of get a bit off track for a bit with the food but um, yeah they can tell the difference in their health they'll see it and they know what to do to get back on track which is that's one of my main things that i really want my kids to know before they leave home yeah but you know what like i i have a concern with say isaac and simi mm -hmm. uh, separate to what i would have with the children who have had less problems than they have oh yeah the, you know, they those, have to be super are, careful yeah, they really do like yeah. they've got to be more careful and you know, and faltering for some people that. is okay. Yeah. Faltering for them without mum around is major. Know, it's ma it is major yeah, for them. I know, right? I know. And they've yeah. already they've already found that. And thankfully, you know, within a bit of the boundary of, of being still at home or kind yeah. of at home. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Simi's across yeah. the road. Yeah. Um yeah. it's it's you know, really already hit home to them that they're going to have to be careful all their lives. Yeah. Um, which is yeah. which is hard for <laughs> young guys. They're just like, I want to be like everyone else, but they just have to eat so carefully. Yeah, that's that's the thing. And mm. a lot of us find out this exact same uh, knowledge mm. really late in life. Yeah. And at but least I was like, 31 when I well, found that right. out. Yeah. I, I'd already gone through serious sickness when I found that out. Yeah. And so at least, you know, even though it's a bit rough at the, at the moment with like Simi's been unwell and he's had to be so careful lately um, and, you know, him and all his cousins and friends go down to Cairns for the day on a Saturday or something and they all go out and eat. And I said to my daughter, what did Simi eat? And she said, well, he didn't eat. He had something at lunchtime, but then at, at, in the evening they all had hamburgers, so he just didn't eat. And I was like, oh, <laughs> but he knows he can't do That's it. Great. Yeah. That's great that he had yeah. that discipline because yeah. eating a burger in his condition, yeah. like he's Just not yeah, going like to set him back. He can't handle it. Yeah. yeah. Whereas other kids may be able to handle it a bit more now and then. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's right. 
Yeah. So um, when you're when you still have young teenagers and they're at home, um, I think what my aim was then was really teaching them to learn to listen to their bodies, to know, like to sort of um, what's the word? Reiterate it. Oh no. Um, to sort of talk it through with them when you see that they've reacted. Like for instance, once Cassia went to a party and um, this is when she had to be more strict with her food. It was before we did gaps and so she could eat less. And um, she went to this party and she ate lollies, milkshakes, ice creams, hot dogs. (laughs) She just went wild and I wasn't there. Yeah. The next door neighbour, it was her party, she came to me later and said, I'm really sorry, Cassia vomited all over the floor. I didn't remember oh. that she couldn't eat all this stuff and I just let her eat whatever. And I'm like, it's oh, okay. God. I said yeah. it's a good experience for her because it helps her to realise that she just can't do that. <laughs> but I'm sorry that she vomited all over Yeah, but I'm sorry she vomited on your floor. <laughs> <laughs> but I was always glad that it happened because it was like, okay, see Cass, you can see now <laughs> what happens. Uh, yes. Sorry, yeah. neighbor. I, I know. I know. <laughs> and sorry, police. It's not child abuse. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, trying it to teach them a, a hard lesson. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and, and, like we have a, 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 a hard way saying, sometimes. Yeah, like we said, the ignorant only learns from their own experience. <laughs> like you know, that's that's the. Uh, Lebanese saying like yeah. you, sometimes you can say something a million times and until you know she goes and does that uh, she goes, oh that's what mom yeah. meant by yeah, now I know don't eat rubbish <laughs> my body's gonna explode okay yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah so that that's a that's a good goal mm. I, I want to try I want to try that too with, <laughs> with a girl I, Not, remember, you know. I remember Cindy O'Meara saying the same things we, we did a podcast yeah. around Christmas and she was talking about when her kids were young she said the same yeah. thing she just let them she was just like okay do what you like. They'd go to a par- when they went to a party, and they'd come home going, "Oh, I don't want to do that again." <laughs> yes. So. Yeah. 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 That I'm, was when they were know, young, and they learnt. It's just the way of the culture, you know. Like this yeah. is it's not something we can be up, you know. We can't really change the entire culture, and they're gonna come up against this and yeah. so many other things. Yeah. Apart from food, which are all questionable. When it comes to how we live our lives yeah. uh, these days, mm. um, and it's it's gonna be yeah one of many many challenges from yeah. you know technology and uh, privacy that they're gonna have in their life to um, you know their social groups and how they eat and all that. It's a it's a challenge. I really like you know the fact that you guys are living in the tablelands. You, mm. you have. You don't have as many challenges as yeah. people living in the cities. We don't uh, walk so down the street and see Maccas in town or anything. No. Not, not in our town. <laughs> no, that's right. And also you have really strong communities. Yeah. yeah. Which is really, it's really helpful. Actually, my sister was here today and um, we were talking about Simi going with the cousins to Cairns and everything. Yeah. And I said, oh, I'm so glad he didn't eat that. And my sister said, yeah, the kids are really good. They all try to look after him. And, yeah. and actually we'll say to him, Simi, don't eat that because they know that he reacts. Yeah. So it's good. It's good. Yeah, wonderful. That's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. 
um, serves to be looked after. Yeah. Have, yeah. What other questions? We've had some questions from the. We have. Um, we have had a few, um, yeah. but I just wanted to mention. Um, oh, that's right. I was going to talk about. Um, helping your teens to understand how food affects them. So we did mention a little bit about that, but also um, in like there's the... Let them gorge on it until they... <laughs> no, I mean... That's the Alan Carr method for yeah. putting smoking. Oh, is it? <laughs> Just like have he... Yeah, yeah, he says, them. Get, you know, get as many packs, like a whole packet, a cigarette, a pack oh. of cigarettes or maybe he says you just... Smoke and smoke, smoke, smoke until so I get you. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. can't bear that. Yeah. Oh, that's disgusting. I can't even stand the yeah. smell of it. Uh, but it works for a lot of people. There you go. Yeah. Um, well, also helping each child to understand what affects them and what brings them down and what helps them to come out of it if they have, um, you know, gone and eaten a bunch of stuff they shouldn't have. How to, how to get that out of their system and how to, how to recover. Come, yeah, how to recover. Um, because there is going to be times, even as adults, when we sort of get a bit silly with our food and um, yes. <laughs> or drink for some. And and I've seen that question a lot in the chat. What do you mean, John? Yeah, not me, but, <laughs> but I've seen that yeah. question, especially around um, holiday times. Oh, yeah. I feel so dreadful. What can I do to feel better? So the different things that you can do to detox. Um, yes. to get it out of your system so you know like yeah some salt baths and getting out in the sunshine and exercising but you know what sucks about this whole thing what's that it's not just your body that gets affected it's also your mind oh, so like during the holidays when emotions are high mm. and you're like in a you know physically uh, altered state you know and mm. your mind's not working properly anymore mm. you're emotionally really like on the back foot like you just yeah. you, you go you can spiral very easily oh yeah you can get triggered very easily and you know it just becomes hard when when you've eaten poorly to get your willpower together to stop yeah. so that's true you find yourself spiraling as well yeah. you know so to be, able, to be able to get yourself not only recover but also stop that cycle well, especially with the sugar, like you're saying, the sugar and refined flours and yeah. stuff, and it can really affect your mood and make you feel really down. Yeah. And then you you binge eat to to feel better, and you get that I do little that. burst. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's very yeah. common. Yeah, I get. My, you know, I had a friend goes, ah, when I get stressed out, I just can't eat anything. I'm like, I wish. Yeah, I had I'm the same. <laughs> yeah, you I know, don't like, eat when I'm. Yeah. Yeah, that's why you're skinny, and like that's why I yeah. <laughs> Not as skinny so, these days. <laughs> I think sorry, Joe, you're skinny. Yeah, I think you're fine. Um, but yeah, so like I I would overeat. Like when I went to see Dad at the, mm. the hospital, that this visit the visit before, I remember I ate so much chocolate. Really? Um, yeah, I was in I was in the hospital all day, and yeah. next to Dad, and all these people brought chocolates and stuff like yeah. that, and, and I just. Ate so much chocolate, and it took me a long time to be able to quit that sugar. And you know, here's the guy who wrote a book about eating healthy. You know, yeah, and, I know, but it's when yeah. it, it it does really make a difference when you're emotionally up yeah and down. It, it's totally. To, it's uh, been like a difficult yeah. uh, year for me, and mm. um, and now it's uh, just now. It's been months. You know, I'm mm. trying to get myself back on track, and it's only now yeah. that I feel like I'm back on track. Yeah. And uh, it it took so long. 
Yeah. Um, but you know, like I always knew what to aim for. Like I always knew I had a way back. You know, that was yeah. the silver lining. Like if yeah, this had happened right. without me knowing what to do, I would oh, probably have. Yeah. Would You'd be so sick well, think, by now. Yeah. <clears throat> totally, and continuing. And that's what I. And that's what I'm saying about our kids. If we're teaching them young, yeah. even if they do have a downward time for a little bit they 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 do know what to do to come out of it and I think that's the main thing um I guess giving them the help that they need while they're young and yeah then you slowly have to just let go (laughs) that's just life with kids you gotta let go (laughs) you can't you can't make them eat well as they get older but um you have only in your house you have the food that you want them to eat and you're modeling the right kind of, you know, food for them and diet and healthy lifestyle. And that makes a giant difference. I was actually chatting to to Elise about this um, today or yesterday because we were talking about how um, a lot of parents get really worried about their kids eating well, um, but they're sort of up and down all the time themselves and the kids are really just copying them. And so it comes back to us as parents, what are we doing, how are we, what are we modelling for them? Are we always stressing out over food or are we treating it as just a great part of life that's not, you know, something to get all stressed about but we want to eat well as much as possible and, you know, I think yeah. that's really important. We're going to give our kids some kind of scars around food, yeah. there's no doubt, you know. <laughs> Something's going to happen. No, we're not going to be able to give them the, the best upbringing. Like, I've come to accept that, you know, like yeah. that we, with this kind of, like, you know, having come from sickness mm. and, um, you know, trying to get better. Yeah. I'll have some attitudes towards food that had I been healthy all my life, I wouldn't have. That's true. Yeah. And mm. they're, they're part of me. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't want to, like, shield my children from all that because, it's who I am, mm. but at the same time, I try to talk to them about it. Say, look, this is me. That's not my relationship. It doesn't need to be yours. Yeah, yeah. That's what. Um, so, like, especially with with Sarah, because she doesn't have my problems, she's encouraged to be free with how she yeah. she does it. But like, I sometimes stress about food. I sometimes go, oh, I can't eat that rice because you know I, know. I have to be low carb. <laughs> I don't worry. I, I know exactly low what you mean. <laughs> Why? Why can't you eat the rice? Oh. Oh, yeah you can have the rice it's just yeah 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 i understand what you're saying yeah Yeah. i guess it's the same as anything in parenting it's talking them through things and being honest and open but um helping them to see that you're not always you don't always have it together as well but you you're working on it (laughs) yes (laughs) yeah yeah but um yeah, I've just got a few things that, you know, parents have asked that what do you do when um, your kids know all that? They know they've been raised eating healthy food. They know. Um, they know they feel awful when they eat certain foods, but they do it anyway because it's easy or cheap or their friends eat that way or whatever. Um, what do you do when they would rather put up with the consequences than eat differently to other people and they're still living at home? So this is when they're teenagers living at home. Yeah. They, they know they home. react. 
they feel dreadful, but they don't care because they want to eat like their friends or whatever. That's a good question. What do you do there? What's <laughs> um, for my for my own children, and this has happened in our family. Yeah. Um, continuing on, just trying to be steady with the food at home that you serve yeah. up because they they are not controlling that. You are. Um, of course they may go out and buy other stuff as teenagers, but the, the bulk of the food hopefully is meals at home, um, that you're serving up, um, and just doing the best you can with that and really getting those nourishing foods in there. So every meal, try to make it a really nourishing meal. And I know some days that doesn't happen, but we do the best we can again. Um, but adding in, um, foods rather than stressing out about, getting the bad foods all out. So focus on adding in. So healthy swaps as well. That's another good thing. But um, adding in things like, so you make your meat stocks and you use them in your cooking where it's a savoury meal and it needs water, add some meat stock or um, yeah. make a really delicious soup or stew or casserole or something with the meat stock. The other day, um, this is another good example, um, my mum invited all the cousins and the kids and everything to come to her place for, well, the, actually, I think they invite themselves because they like going to grandma's house yeah, for yeah, a yeah. pancake night. Sure. And um, pancake night at grandma's is pretty awesome because she gets out every single thing that she can find and buys all this stuff. And so they end up having <laughs> pancakes with maple syrup and cream oh. and tin that goes strawberries and... Oh. <laughs> and Chocolate and I don't know, they just find all this stuff and they put it all out and mum just makes pancake up the pancake up the pancake for them. And she does use gluten-free flour, which is nice of her because um, there's a couple of them that are gluten-free. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and I, they were all going to go over there for pancakes and they hadn't had dinner or anything. It was just going to be a pancake night for dinner. And I was like, oh. So thankfully I had um, the pork and apple hot pot had been cooking simmering for hours actually i i simmered it and then put it in the wonder bag and it had been sitting there on the counter so so that it would be ready for dinner and i went i know what i'm going to do i'm just going to take that over and it was six liters of um because i made a really big one six liters oh, of pork genius. i know and i took it over and i thought well at least you just put it there i'm just gonna put i it said there, guys there's some soup here if anyone wants it and yeah. I was thinking, you know, at least if my kids would have something savoury, I would be happy. <laughs> yeah, if like you cut down on the pancakes yeah. by 50%. Or, that's right, know. that's right. That's, oh, my yeah. goodness. It went in a flash. They loved it. And these teenage girls went home to their mum saying, that was the best soup I have ever tasted. <laughs> yes. And my mum said, that was, okay, I remember you and I sitting down designing that soup. <laughs> I know. We designed that in my kitchen, didn't we? Yes. Yeah, um, but my... Um, Mum said to me, that was a genius idea. She said, from now yeah. on, every time we have pancake night, we're having soup with it. <laughs> uh, you just, just kind of there at the pancake, pancake night, but it is really soup night. <laughs> soup night. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah, six liters gone in an hour, but that's all right. Oh, well, okay. that's, yeah, I mean, you guys get an army of kids. Yeah, we do. But it's so good having um, those kind of meals that, they're very nourishing but um, very delicious and you can get away with that kind of stuff and not be nagging at your kids to eat healthy but they're still eating healthy because mm. it's so delicious. <laughs> 
and yes. their friends all love it. And so they yeah. don't feel like, oh, how embarrassing, mum's healthy, because their friends yeah. love it. Yeah, and so I think, you know, like, it is, like, for me, if I had, oh, my God, pancake night tonight, and I'm excited about it, which yeah. wouldn't happen. But let's say I am. <laughs> uh, and because I really just like pancakes for breakfast. Okay. Um, but um, you get you put a pot of soup there for me. I go, my God, I'm just going to smash some of that soup up first for sure. <laughs> yeah. Because it's dinner time. It's the pancake right. time, you know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I think a lot of yeah, times you don't genius. have to you don't have to charge say for it. that soup. You would have made could. a bit of money. I could have. <laughs> um, I think a lot of times we don't need to be nagging at the kids. But do you, just... can, or can you, can you, for instance, mm-hmm. take away some of their um, yeah, freedom? <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah. Like, I you think... know, can you say, like, yeah, well, yeah, you know definitely. what? I was giving you 30 bucks a week as pocket money, and you just went and spent it on burgers on, and yeah. uh, blah, blah, blah. And sorry, this week you're just going to get 10 bucks. Yeah, or, um, you know, sure. do you do that? I don't give them pocket money. They oh. um, oh, they are all sort of past that stage, but they kind of get their own money from working, so that's different. Yes, okay. um, but, yeah, I think that's definitely something that you could do if, you're, if they're still getting po- pocket money and then they're spending yeah. it on stuff. When um, they were younger, you used to say to them, yeah, sure, you can eat whatever you want, but. Yeah. You got to go out and work and make the money. You got to get to work, find the work first of all. Get to work, you know. Do the work, get paid for the work. You can get go to the shop stuff. by yourself. The shop, that's right. You like cook the food. So was, yeah, and then for a few years, like, that was uh, an effective strategy. It was. It was until they got jobs and cars yeah. and things. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, yeah. And cousins with cars. Um, so it was good for when they were younger, though. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. just trying to think oh yeah and also the friend thing it's quite a touchy subject like um, I remember yeah. my eldest daughter coming home and giving me a big lecture and how embarrassed she was that I hassle her cousins and friends about food I'm like I don't and she's like you say stuff you make comments I'm like okay I'll be more careful but you know that's to them what it's like, to like if I spoke like that to my mom yeah, we're like you know, this is my house. Yeah, I can call I want. you <laughs> exactly. don't like it, don't bring your friend here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But she was it's just like nice. upset. She was upset one day, and she's like, "And it's just embarrassing." And they come over and you say stuff. I'm like, "I don't." Yeah. I, I said, "I only say stuff when they're hassling me." Like you know how sometimes you get a cheeky niece or nephew that'll make comments about yeah. your food. Well, then I'm gonna say something. <laughs> so, yes. um, yeah. I, I started to have to be very careful about what I said. So I found that it was better to talk to them when their friends weren't around. But I guess it depends on the situation. Um, yeah. If if one of my nieces or nephews said something, I'd pretty much answer them because they're like, they're sort of like my like, kids You too. come to my house. <laughs> they're like my kids as well. And you don't get a waffle? That is sacrilege. <laughs> I'm going to make you a waffle right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are you going to do are you going to have a waffle party are you going to have a waffle night I think we'll have to because we're going to have four waffle irons in the family oh my god you're <laughs> going to be called the waffle irons not the Wittens anymore <laughs> Joe waffle iron <laughs> waffle party you want to come yeah. to our waffle party soup, soup, soup. Uh, <laughs> soup yeah. and waffles wow that's going to be a long trip from the blue mountains of New oh, South Wales to the Atherton Tableland 
It'll be worth uh, it. <laughs> they sound delicious. I, uh, I like. I love that kind of food. Like, I would love. You know what? Like, yeah. I'd love a ham and cheese croissant, for instance. Oh, I'd love yeah. a waffle. But like, no, don't worry. I'll make it a healthy waffle. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't want. I don't want that either. You know. Like, oh. I want, like I, <laughs> I want that waffle. The real I thing. Described to you. Like, oh, I'm, I'm going to make like, that. I'm going to make that and, and it'll be a really healthy one. And Do a quirky recipe for it. I will. <laughs> on the website. Okay. Oh, my God. Deal. Oh. <laughs> and send me a waffle iron so I can do the photography for okay, you. I'll do okay. the recipe last day. <laughs> and the eating. Uh, yum, yum. I'm going to go make worry, a hot chocolate. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. Um, let me, okay, let me just look at these questions here and see what else we need All to right, answer. All right, be quick. We don't have okay. much time left. Okay, okay. Um, Let's see. We've talked about that. Some of these questions we've already answered. Um, parents. Yep, yep, yep. yep, yep hey, yep. guys, while Joe is looking. You can talk me, while I look. Let me tell you about a brand new product that Joe doesn't have on her website. It's called <laughs> the Witten Waffle Iron. The Witten Waffle oh, Iron. It's just like uh, Okay. Just until you find the end, it's like a little ad break. Okay, okay. All right. For I'm only just, 20 Let me just finish with this. Okay, let me just finish with this. Yes, so go for it. You've probably gotten the idea that I think it's really, like I'm talking to the people listening now, not you, Fufu, because you, you already know me. But you've yes. probably gotten the idea that I think it's really important to make food fun and delicious. And you will win over kids um, just by doing that. If you make healthy food that's fun and delicious, um, that will really help um, with the healthy eating. So I think it's really important to make your kitchen a happy place. And it's like... Oh, that might be a nice next podcast. Yeah. Turn the kitchen into a happy place. How yeah, to do that? That's right. Because, you know, it's the heart of the home. It's where your friends and family should feel like this is a great place to be. And that's how all my... If you're that way inclined. Yeah. I mean, but yeah. because there's good food there. I'm talking yeah, about like a lot of, you know, yeah. I'm not talking but about, safe, like, whether you like, like cooking or not. I get you. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, you know, I and think a lot of people don't like, like cooking. It. Yeah. And, but and you then can that, make, they I feel can, inadequate when we say you should make things. Okay, I see what you mean. But, yeah. you know, you can do really simple food. Like, for instance, that apple and pork belly one. It's yes. one of those recipes where you chuck everything Incredible. in the pot, yes. you simmer it, and you walk away. Yes. That's all Chorizo's you do. Chorizo from the cookbook as That's well. Right. That's right. We have so many of those kind of recipes. You don't have to be a gourmet chef to enjoy no. being in the kitchen, for sure. Um, yes, and I keep saying, like I've said that in my talks many times with you, yeah. Joe, yeah. is that the following. We, I'm saying, well, you agreed with me, Joe, before I said it. Okay. I agree. Okay. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, a lot of you say, look, I hate cooking. I think cooking is terrible. And a lot of people say, I love cooking. So it's just an attitude that you have formed. If you don't like it, it's really an attitude that you have. And the truth is there is the potential in the human species to really love cooking. And you're a member of the human species. And you could either love it or hate it, but if it's something you're going to have to do for the rest of your life to look after your health and family's health, then maybe, you know, start seeing why you hate it and learn to love it because, mm. you know, you can. Mm. You can. You can do it. 
I think sometimes reason people hate it is because it's they they haven't got the headspace for it. They're not organized to enjoy it. And I find for one thing, they also lack basic kitchen skills. Skills, yeah. And understanding, like like if you're rushed, fear of failure. True, but if you're really rushed and busy, how am I going to do that? Yeah. Uh, the time that I don't enjoy it is when I'm really tired, rushed and busy. So I kind of feel yeah. like if you can, if you can organize things a bit so that you've got a yes. bit of time in the evening to cook or, or on the weekend yes. to do a bit of a cook up or something, it's just more enjoyable. When I have time to potter in the kitchen, I'm so, when I'm rushed, I, I don't like it. Um, yeah. But even just setting aside the, the cooking side of things, just having, um, having that place where your friends and family gather together for special times yes. together. So just, even if it's a cup of tea and, you know, something really basic, it's just so nice to hang out together. Totally. Um, so and then you can get the thermomix to do the cooking that's right. as well. You, know, you, you don't have to do it yourself. <laughs> so that's how um, my kids think of, like, for instance, tonight when we had the chili bowls, the kids were all at the lake. And uh, all I had to do was warm up the chili and make the tortillas and cut up the salad. And so I was doing that. Yes. And then they walked in and I had it all laid out on the, I thought, oh, I'm going to make this look really pretty. So I sort of did it like tapas with all the little bowls and the, you know, the pretty. Oh, it made missing it, Spain or something. Right? Yeah, I am. Um, yeah. <laughs> I did use my bowls that I bought in Spain. Yeah, of course you did. I know. Yeah. And I, just, I laid it all out. And so they came home and they were like, Oh, they were so happy and everyone's making their tortillas. <sighs> you know, it just, um, it's a big difference to the days when, I know you can't do that every day, but some days it's just like, uh, I can't uh, be bothered and let's just yes. eat some leftovers out of the fridge. Sure, sure. Okay. You can't, it can't be Christmas every day. No, but to have you those know? kind of days even twice a week. Yes, it's just to celebrate a, life through yeah, and celebrate. Hanging out together, it's really yeah, lovely. It's great. Um, so wonderful. Yeah, and it's a privilege to be able to eat the way we yeah. do in Australia, isn't it? That's right. To have a, a, a roof over our heads and mm-hmm. you know money in the bank to purchase the stuff and yep. security in our lives to have people over and yep. to feed people outside of our immediate family circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are privileges. They know, are. They for are for sure. We're celebrating. Yeah worth celebrating for sure so um yeah let it be a way to show love to your family and just to enjoy being together so i think that's what's important in for me and that's how my mum's raised me and i think um that sort of helps the kids to to love eating well because it's not just the food it's the whole being together and the experience Mm. so yeah well said That's my bit of motherly advice today. (laughs) I'm so touched. I know. (laughs) We we should stop there. We should because it's the perfect ending. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Joe, for for this chat. That's okay. Thank you. It was good fun. Hope you guys all enjoyed, um, enjoyed that. And we will be back in another couple of weeks with another podcast. Chat to you guys soon. Thanks, Fufu. Bye, Jojo. Bye. The 2019 Wellness Summit is almost here. 
I love being at these events. They're always such a great, positive environment. It's been really great to um, listen to like-minded people and to um, meet a few people, actually. I've been to every summit and I've been to every one and I'll always keep coming. It's always inspiring. It's been a real eye-opener. We're actually signed up to go to the breakthrough now. It's very motivating. I think it's great to listen to people who are inspired. And there's always something to learn and something to take away. I think uh, for myself and giving myself that um, opportunity to, to learn. There's so much going on in life and everything that you can get distracted and forget the things that you should be doing. And this always reminds you to get back on track and, and um, to focus on the things that are important, a holistic health. Just do it, yeah. Just yeah, suck it up and do it. It's uh, It could be life-changing, yeah. I would say it's awesome and it's the start of changing your life. Come along, see what it's about and enjoy it. It's an amazing event with like-minded, positive people and you can't help but um, walk away feeling great. Positive Mentor presents the 2019 Wellness Summit, August 17 and 18 in Melbourne. Can you afford to miss out? Tickets at thewellnesssummit.com. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.